Okay, so Boris has spoken and we're heading into our second lockdown. But what does that actually mean for you? In this episode, I'm going to be talking through the four key things I only want you to be focusing on when it comes to navigating your business over the next few weeks. Hey, I'm Nikki Collinson Phoenix, and I've been a chiropractor and therapist for over 20 years. And what I know is true is that so many incredible therapists just don't reach their full potential because they lack the skills, knowledge and confidence to rock their therapy businesses. In my community, The Profitable Couch, all we talk about is the business side of therapy and how you can create a business that makes a massive difference to those you serve whilst earning you that fabulous income that you deserve. In this podcast, we mix up trainings and inspiration to give your therapy business mojo a massive boost. Welcome to the Profitable Couch podcast. Okay, guys, it's Nikki here today. And for those of you who are in the UK, uh, I want to address some of the news that we've had over the weekend from our Prime Minister about going into another national lockdown and how that how that impacts us. And I want to talk you through four key things that I want you to focus on whilst we're waiting for all the final details to come out, whilst everyone's feeling a little bit like, shit, how does that affect me right now? I want to just take away some of that overwhelm and give you four things that I want you to focus your attention on right now to help you navigate the next few days and the next few weeks. Okay, so firstly, number one, please, guys, I cannot tell you how much I want to stress this. Only take guidance and advice from your own personal professional association. In the last lockdown, we had complete and utter confusion because people were trying to work out how it affected them in their industry, in their own specific therapeutic modality by looking on Facebook, by reading the paper, by just reading people's comments and opinions. And it was causing so much confusion about what can I do? What can't I do? And that was adding to the fear, that was adding to the anxiety. It was messing up with people's mental health. And the it was just so much angst. And I'm literally like, do not do that. Let's not let history repeat itself. Let's learn from the confusion of last time. The only people who will dictate what you can or cannot do and for how long or under what parameters is your own professional association. Do not listen to anybody else. Your professional association and your insurance company are the only people who are actually going to be making the decision on how it affects you personally. And that will affect every single one of us differently. Some of us are in regulated professions. Some of you are in unregulated professions. Some of you are hands-on. Some of you are not hands-on. So it is completely mental to start going to the encyclopedia of Facebook to find out how something affects your business. So that's one of the very first things I want to stress. All I'm doing right now is I'm not reading anything in the papers. I'm not listening to the news when it comes to what how this affects my business. I am literally opening the emails and checking the communication from my professional associations who are working their little socks off right now 
to um, get the guidance in place so that I personally will know how this is going to affect me and my ability to be in the treatment room. This is also a time to think about if you're sat here listening to this and going, do you know what? I'm actually not a member of any professional association. Please, maybe this is the time you need to consider getting support from a professional association. In fact, a lot of insurance companies do like you to be connected to a professional association. So if particularly if you're not in a regulated profession, it's some way that you can actually set some standards and have um, uh, an ability to be able to work under certain guidelines. But when there is things like this, when the shit hits the fan, it's that money that you pay your professional associations, you're paying them to help you when the shit hits the fan and to help you navigate the curveball. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I'm not even a member of a professional association, I really, really would urge you to go into your industry, see the associations that people are recommending and make this something that you need to join. This is a really, really valid investment is having an association behind you. Um, But but some of them are a bit shitty. I'm not going to lie. Not all associations are good. Reach out to people within your industry and ask, see what are the recommended ones for your particular therapeutic modality. So that's the first thing. Keep the blinkers on. Let's not have overwhelm or confusion. Only focus on those people that actually have the power and the knowledge to tell you what you can and cannot do. Number two, keep showing up. Now, I couldn't stress this enough last time, and that was a lot of people had the mindset that once, if, if for any reason you're, you find out this week or you've already found out that you cannot be in the treatment room, that does not mean your business is closed, okay? It just means you cannot be in the treatment room. Your business is still open. You still have a business, and you still have patients and clients and customers that are still going to need your support and guidance over the next few weeks. So keep showing up for them. Send emails to them. Let them know that you're around if they've got any problems or things that that they might need help with. Or if they normally come and buy a product or something, like if you have oils or creams or whatever, and they normally come and buy that stuff from you in your treatment room, work out a way that you can post it to them or deliver it to them so that they can still get it. If you normally do trainings and things like that face-to-face, whether it's rehab or yoga or Pilates or whatever stuff that you're doing, if you give them stretches, if you give them guidance face-to-face, work out how can I give them the same level of support or as best as I can in the online space? How can I still support my people while I'm away from the treatment room. So what can I do? Do I need to get myself familiar with Zoom? Do I need to um, get into the online space? What do I need to do? That means I can still keep showing up for my people because the last thing you want to do is go AWOL on your clients. Do not go AWOL on your clients right now. If you're feeling worried and apprehensive, I can guarantee you they are feeling worried and apprehensive. If you provide a service to them, 
which they rely on as part of their own health and wellness. And it involves them being in the treatment room. And right now they're thinking, well, I can't go and see them right now. They might be feeling anxious about, well, how can I still get help and support from them? Reach out to your patients and clients and say, I am still here for you. What do you need from me? How can I help you right now over the next few weeks? If I can't be in the treatment room with you, what can I do to help you keep showing up? Because if you don't keep showing up, if you suddenly go AWOL on your people, they will know you've gone AWOL on them. And if they are around and they're seeing either their friends or their families or they're seeing that their own therapists are still showing up for them and they're thinking, well, mine's gone completely AWOL on me, they may start to question their loyalty to you. If they're also seeing, if they're on the online space, because remember, if people aren't able to work, a lot more people went into the online space. If they're going into the online space and they're seeing your competition showing up in the online world and you're not showing up, you've gone AWOL on them. You just need to question whether they're going to sit there and think you cannot rely on people's loyalty. They could sit there and start thinking, do you know what? Actually, that person that's really interesting. That per- I'm learning a lot about that person. Maybe when we get the lockdown over, I might go and see them. This is serious business stuff, guys. Your business will not close. If we, you know, if on Thursday you can't be in that treatment room, you still have a business and you still need to run it because you need to know that when you can open those treatment doors again, you need those clients waiting back to come and see you, not the fact that you disappeared on them and you pissed them off and they might go somewhere else. Do not rely on loyalty at this time. Show up as the amazing, awesome, considerate and caring therapist that you are. Okay. When it comes to showing up, show up on your Facebook pages, show up, set up a Facebook group, you know, whatever it is you want to do. If you don't yet have a Facebook page, create one. If you have a Facebook page, get on there, get really managing your content, get posting regularly, do lives regularly. If you're an Instagram, if that whatever your platform is, LinkedIn, whatever your chosen platform is that relates to your idle client, make a point of being on there make a point of posting relevant and helpful content so that you can still keep being seen if you don't you know if you write a blog and you've got a bit behind on your blog write some blog posts and send them out if you've been a bit shit in sending emails out to your people start reconnecting with your people back through your email marketing ultimately are you getting the message here be consistent keep showing up all right number three So for those of you who are in the Profitable Couch community, you will know that over the last few months and in particular in the last few weeks, I have been harping on like a mofo about creating recurring revenue for the exact reason that we're just about to go into again now. When we went into lockdown earlier in the year, so many of you went, oh, shit, all your income stopped because your entire income stream came from being in the treatment room. And once the doors to the treatment room closed, your income stopped. And we can't keep relying on the UK government to give little cash handouts. I need you to work smarter than this. Okay. So what I want you to focus on is have a look at all the different passive income, recurring revenue, semi-passive, additional income streams, whatever you terminology want to call it. I want you to look at all the different ways that you could possibly generate an income over the next few weeks while you can't be in the treatment room. 
Could you teach people how to do something online? Could you set up a membership? Could you set up an online shop? Could you create an online course? Could you write some blogs and start doing some affiliate marketing? There are so many different things that you can do. You just have to start exploring all the different ways, you know, and in the Profitable Couch, we've got some stuff in there for you. So if you're not in, come on over um, and get some support in that area. But if not, post into the group and say, you know, I'm having struggles with this. I want to look at different recurring revenue streams. What can I do? But I want you to explore all the different ways, because ultimately it doesn't matter whether we have a lockdown or not. You know, I've been talking about this for ages, not because there was another lockdown coming, but because it's relevant. If you your business relies solely on you being face to face in that treatment room if the entire of your income if you have all your income eggs in one basket then your business is not at all in a safe place because what happens if you bust your wrist broke your leg got sick your child got ill anything like that there's lots of other reasons that might take you away from that treatment room and what you don't want to be in a position is that if that does happen you go holy holy shit I might not be able to pay the rent. I might not be able to pay the mortgage. I might not be able to pay stuff because I've stuck all my income eggs in one basket. So we're going to get smarter here. I want you to start properly, properly looking at different ways that you can use your skills, your talents, your abilities, whether it's in the world of health or wellness, whether it's tapping into other stuff. In hell, I'm a bank. I used to be a bank manager. So one of the online courses I created has absolutely nothing to do with health and wellness. And yet I left the world of banking over 20 years ago. But the knowledge that I have from that is still relevant. So I have an online course that helps people save for a house deposit just because I've got that knowledge in how to do that. So you don't need to tap into current stuff, tap into hobbies and interests and things like that and see what you could possibly do. You can set up online courses very easily. And you don't have to, you know, a lot of the platforms now are even free. And to be honest, you don't even need to have a platform if you want to teach somebody how to do stuff. It's a lot more easier than you think, but you need to reach out and say, how can I possibly do this? How can I do this? How can I create something different? How can I still show up for my people? Um, And in the process, create some additional income for myself. Okay, number four, the final one, audience building. Now, so many times I'm still seeing many, many of you are said, you know, you've got these amazing products and services and you stick them onto, say, your Facebook page and wonder why nobody buys them. And the fact is you haven't got an audience. You need to actually have a truly engaged audience. If you don't have an audience, no one is going to buy from you. Your Facebook page is just like your shop window. People glance in. And then they walk past and they glance in and they walk past. Not everybody. You think of a footfall past a typical shop. You could have hundreds of people walking past that shop, but only a couple of people might actually walk in the door. You cannot rely on a shop window to showcase your products and services. You actually have to nurture people. You have to let people get to know you. You have to get them in your shop so that you can actually have the opportunity for them to get to know who you are, build a relationship with with them, and then they may consider that they want to purchase. So it's what we call a sales funnel. So when people first hear your name or they just walk past your shop front, they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard of them. I've walked past their shop front. That doesn't mean they're ready to give you some money. 
Okay, you need to take them on a journey. And there's lots of different touch points nowadays that people have to go through before they might actually consider purchasing. So what I want you to do is rather than just go, well, I've posted on my Facebook page and nobody's bought. I want you to actually start focusing on growing your audience, growing an audience that are ready and willing and love you that want to purchase from you, an audience full of your ideal clients. So there's two main ways you can do that. The first one is a Facebook group. Is one of the absolute best ways for you to build a group of people who are actually choosing to be there because they want to be there because you, your message, whatever it is you're talking about, whatever it is, the services that you provide are what they need right now. And when you're in a Facebook group, it's like you've brought them all into your shop. When you have a Facebook group, you actually get the opportunity to work with the people. You get to know the people. You can get into much bigger communication with people. You can showcase yourself a bit more. You can help so much more personally within a Facebook group than you can ever do on a Facebook page. You just cannot get the same level of relationship building on a Facebook page as what you can get by nurturing people in a Facebook group. If you really are adverse to having a Facebook group, then make sure you know that you build up your email marketing. So focus on getting out your free download, your lead magnet, whatever it is that you want to do to help people showcase again how fabulous you are by downloading something for free from you so that they get to go oh you know I've heard of this person oh look when I go onto their website or their Facebook page it offers me a free checklist a free video or a free pdf or something like that and then they can download that and get to learn to know you a bit better and then you can build up your email marketing and communicate with them by email and encourage them to write back um, and engage with you in that way if you really are adverse to having a Facebook group but if you haven't got an audience, I cannot stress to you how many times it breaks my heart that you guys have so much skills, talents and abilities. The only thing that you're missing is some of the business strategy and knowledge and understanding that people won't just buy from you if you randomly just put stuff out. OK, you really need to have an audience waiting to buy your stuff that you love and you nurture and that you tailor your specific solutions and services and products for exactly what your ideal clients are looking for at that time. So I'd like you to really think, well, over the next, you know, over the next few weeks, do I actually have an audience? Because an audience is not how many people like your page. It's not how many people follow you on Instagram. They're not reliable audiences. An audience is how many people do I have in my Facebook group? How many people do I have on my email list? Those are true audiences of people that you actually get to connect with on a much deeper level to build stronger connections and stronger relationships. So over the next few weeks, while people are in the online space, can you focus on building that audience so that when you're ready to launch stuff, I mean, if we're going into Christmas and things, you might be thinking about what can I do at Christmas? What can I do when it comes to products and services or gifts or when it comes to more um, of the of other areas? How can I help people navigate the challenges um, of Christmas? How can I help with mental health support? Whatever it is, stress management, whatever it is that you you know is your area and zone of genius, you know you're leading up to a, a particularly challenging Christmas right now. So wouldn't it be great if you had a product or service that you could have ready for them? specifically for Christmas and over the next few weeks you build up a really engaged wonderful audience who are ready to buy from you in December or even maybe before so as I say number four please focus on building an audience don't just sit there thinking that if you post stuff randomly people are going to buy 
So let's summarise my four tips to get through the next four weeks or however long this actually drags on for to keep you focused on the business of yours that is 100% open. Number one, only take advice from your professional association stroke insurance companies. Do not listen to anybody else's advice or guidance. Number two, keep showing up. Be consistent. Do not go AWOL on your patients or clients. Number three, explore all the different ways that you can generate recurring revenue. Do not focus on having all your income eggs in one basket that involves you being in the treatment room. Number four, focus on building an incredible audience of people who absolutely love you, love what you stand for, love your message, love your work, and are literally waiting for you to bring out the next product or service that can help them get the transformation that they are desiring or that they really are striving to achieve. All right. The bottom line is, guys, together we are stronger. Okay, we are an incredible industry of health and wellness professionals. It doesn't matter whether you're hands on, whether you're talking therapies, whatever your modality is, we are health and wellness professionals. And our focus is on the health and wellness of our clients, our patients, our customers, our existing ones, the people who don't even yet know we exist, but will know they exist because you're going to focus on those top four steps. And we're here to support each other through these challenging times and beyond. If you're listening to this and you've heard me mention the Profitable Couch community, if you are not yet in the Profitable Couch community, please, I urge you to come on over and join us and get support. There's 1,400, just over 1,400 health and wellness professionals in exactly the same boat as you right now. Come and be with your fellow therapists, practitioners, um, etc. Come and get support. Let us all support each other through these challenging times so that we will come out the other side stronger than ever. All right, guys, have a fabulous rest of your day. Hope that helps a little bit. And you know, I'm always in the community if you have any specific questions. Be strong. Remember, you cannot change the curveballs that are coming your way. They're going to happen. But what you do, you don't have control over that. But what you do have is control over how you respond to them. So moving forward, we're going to focus on what we can do and not be focusing on what we can't do. Positive mindset all the way. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.